Welcome to the Ferris Love Podcast, where we share spiritual and practical ideas for how to live family life with a beautiful, self-sacrificing love. For this episode, we've got two guests that might sound familiar, at least they will be if you listen to the Messy Family Podcast, um, which I know a lot of our listeners do. So welcome, Mike and Alicia Hernan from the Messy Family Project. We're excited to have Uh, you It is great to be here. Thanks so much for inviting us. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about the importance of kind of setting financial goals together, right? And not separately or but together as a couple and as a family. So let's kind of dive in, I think. Yeah, let's um, grow. Great. So tell me, finances, I think, are often one of the most difficult things for couples to navigate, right? They don't talk about it a lot ahead of time um, before they're married. And then while they're married, that's also really complicated. <laughs> so why do you think that is? Like, why is this such a difficult topic for so many? Yeah, I, I first I just think that it just recognizing that this is a challenging topic. And, you know, when you look at the challenges in marriage, finances is always one of those major disagreements, right? That that all married couples. So if you ever fought over your finances, you are in the very normal very, category. Very normal. <laughs> um, but but we often look at at finances as a reflection of things that we care about, right? Mm-hmm. And and it really is um, although you're you you're married. It is a very personal subject and it's things that you want you almost feel like you need to die on that hill. You know? Yeah. And I and so part of forming a new family, right, is taking two people from two different personalities, a man and a woman, two different family backgrounds, two different, you know, ways of approaching money, especially yes. if you've been single for a long time and you've been handling your own finances for quite some time. It can be really hard, just like parenting and all of those other things, all of those things are forging something new from two different entities. And I think that we should recognize that there's some things that are not right or wrong. They're Mm -hmm. just different. And, And I feel like sometimes with money, people get a little black and white, like, oh, this is the right way to do it. This is the wrong way to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's not always very helpful <laughs> in forming sure. unity because people don't want to hear that they're wrong. You know, I yeah. mean, at least I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Mike does. No, <laughs> no, not so much. Yeah. That makes, that makes perfect sense. And it's true. It really is that combination of the two and you might've had totally different backgrounds. Maybe one had a bunch of debt, one didn't like all of that. Yeah. Well, and, and each person could come into it, like, you know, uh, coming into it with their, just by their upbringing or even personality, they're like, they're just more frugal. They, they choose to spend on nothing if given the option, you know? And then another is like, I, I've never seen an opportunity that I didn't want to spend money on, you know, that they, they, and they see money very differently and some carry it loosely and some, ha, you know, had very little and they hold on right. to it strong. I mean, it's like, there's, there's beauty to both mm-hmm. or all sides, if you will, but they come in conflict because we don't see it the same way. Sure. That makes perfect sense. So for couples who are like, oh, that's us. Like we cannot, like, this is really tense. We don't talk about this. Like how can we begin having these kind of fruitful conversations rather than like the tense conversations that come with money? Yeah. Yeah. I think that first of all, kind of like, again, everything in marriage Mm -hmm. start from seeking to understand, Mm -hmm. really looking to say, okay, I am going to listen to you and have that conversation because Because if we wait until the moment, like I'm standing at that checkout line and I want to spend $300 on this pool for the kids, you know, if I wait for right then to call my spouse and be like, hey, should I get this? Like that's, or 
you buy it and you're like, oh, I'll just return it if they don't want it. You know, like, okay, time out. That's not the time to have that conversation. Right. You need to take the time and be very intentional mm. about those conversations ahead of time. And so that's, that's one thing I would say is first of all, prevent the conflict by choosing a time that's not in the moment, choose a time when you're not emotional, you know, that you can say, Hey, let's talk about what are your values? What, what would you like to spend money on? Or even you could even make a game out of it. You know, honestly, you could be like, would you rather spend money <laughs> on a trip or put a new fence in the yard, you know, like, mm -hmm. and it could literally be just a getting to know you game mm -hmm. because what is the right answer? The trip or fencing in the yard? Yep. There is no right answer. This is not a moral issue. You know? mm -hmm. exactly. This is just a reflection of values. And so different families are going to make different choices and different people may make different choices. But the thing is, is that if those two people are married, <laughs> they need to come up with a better idea together than either one of them would have had individually. And and just kind of going off of that, I mean, just to understand that when you get into marriage, when you become a couple, you are now doing this together. You know, right. you don't have separate bank accounts anymore. If you do, I'd really challenge you uh, mm -hmm. to think about a you know, this isn't your my money. money. money this isn't know, my like, money. This yeah. isn't your money. I, I pay her to take care of the kids. No, no, no. That's not how it works. Yeah. Um, I make the money and she spends the money. No, no, no. Pay me enough to take care of the kids. But, but it's like, but we, but we're doing this whole thing together. And mm -hmm. so when we made a, a promise on our wedding day, we made that vow. Mm -hmm. It was richer and poorer, which has the very clear sense that we are putting all in. I wrote a blank yeah. check to my spouse emotionally, uh, physically, uh, financially, and all the ways I'm saying we're doing this together now. Right. And it is hard to forge that unity. And you mentioned this earlier um, that, that you know, it, for those who have particularly been living on their own for a while, maybe got old, married a little older um, and a, li a little later in life, you've probably developed more habits, right. you know, that you couldn't forge into. So there are some extra challenges there, but you know, we, we have a tool uh, that, that we walk couples through to kind of make bigger decisions together because mm -hmm. what, what the end result is uh, you want to have a united plan that you're not shooting from the hip, which is right. what we normally do. You're not just jumping in at the end of the moment. You're starting with the foundation of we're making these decisions together and we want to have a, an intentional process um, to get to those decisions because right. It can't be shooting from the hip on anything in our family life, but finances particularly, you want to make sure that you you've got some you split some time in to really get on the same page as a as a couple. Yeah, yeah that makes perfect sense. Um, so how do you suggest they kind of go about creating that united plan, right? Because I can imagine they're, they're coming with all these different ideas, all these different priorities, right? The fence for one, the yes. vacation for the other, the a hot tub, the <laughs> yeah, like whatever, right? Public school, private school, the right. whatever, right? All those things. Yes. So, how do you make a united plan? Yeah, and this, what we would recommend is something we call the family board meeting. Um, and this is something we were gifted. I, I, I don't know if some of your listeners may have heard us, if they've, they've heard us talk about this before, right. but this idea of the family board meeting uh, is more than just money, uh, mm -hmm. but money needs to be uh, put in its right order. Meaning it's it's mm -hmm. a, as an outcome of priorities, decisions, values, things that we as a couple mm -hmm. hold in common. And the money is how that is that bigger vision is kind of executed. 
And a family board meeting, simply put, is um, you are the board of your family. You are the controlling uh, partners um, <laughs> of your family, Inc., you know, and at least every year you want to take time to get away, look at your budget, look at your time and say, are, where are we today? Mm. Where do we want to go right. uh, in the future? And how do we get there together? Sure. Uh, because if you want to uh, go fast, you go on your own. Mm -hmm. If you want to go far, you go together. Mm. And the family board meeting is a tool that really kind of challenges us mm -hmm. to create a united vision uh, together. And then from that vision, we can get to finances. Yeah. Like, for example, if, um, you know, you have young children and you're assuming maybe one spouse is assuming they would go to private school, to Catholic school. Maybe another spouse is assuming they would homeschool or go to public school, you yeah. know, and one spouse is assuming, oh, we're going to do a payment plan. And the other is saying, no, we're going to have that money in the bank for that. Well, if you don't have that conversation, right. you're going to wind up coming up to those decisions and be blindsided. Mm -hmm. But if you start having those conversations before you have children or when your children are very young, before you get to school age, and you say, you know what? Yeah, this is my vision for our children's education. This is what I always pictured. Oh, really? I never thought about that. Oh, this is what I always pictured. Mm -hmm. And to have those conversations. Right. So that's what we mean by like a vision. Like what yeah. is our family going to look like sure. five years from now, 10 years from now? So you can start thinking in that mode, you mm -hmm. know, of like, this is what this is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Another great example is moms working outside the home. Yeah. You know, people get married with all kinds of assumptions. Oh, I assumed you were going to stay at home. Oh, I assumed I was going to work, you know? And, and again, there's not necessarily any right or wrong answer there, but that is a very, um, it's a very important financial issue. I think, feel like the whole working issue is a very bedrock mm -hmm. um, issue. Because it reflects a lot of deeper held values, right? And exactly. It, and that's For where you need women. And, yeah. and that's why you need to push up to that higher level, right? You know, getting to that 50,000, because oftentimes we might disagree on some of the tactics or right. the particulars, right? How much money we should have in savings or how we should save or whatever. But when we push up to kind of the more important topics and we're looking at the 50,000 foot view, we're like, okay, actually we agree more in this. And then if I agree on this level, okay, let's take it down a notch. Let's take right. it, let's get it closer to the ground level, if you will. Sure. And when we get, we build unity each step along that way, then we're like, okay, this now, I thought we should have done this, but actually now that we've spent time thinking about it, I agree with all these. So this aligns more and it's going to give you peace because at the end of the day, the, the conflict over money is, is in part driven by, we don't have enough to do everything. Right. And that, that's a good thing because that means that we have to be, use our prudence. It has to, it challenges us to be more united, but then it forces us to say, are we putting things in priority order? Because, yeah. because we can't do everything that's good so that we as a couple can say, no, we're choosing to do this. And that means that we can't do that. Right. You know, maybe right. education is more important and therefore we're driving a pretty crappy car or whatever, right. you know, whatever it might be. And it's like, what are those choices that we make? We make them in priority that we both can look at and say, mm -hmm. yes, we're all in because this priority is worth it. Yeah. And so when people ask us about like conflict and what if we can't agree, yeah. that's when we use that tactic that Mike was talking about, like to push up and find out what you do agree on and then work from there. I think that's such a great way to start, right? It's not the, can I get the Starbucks 
every day. It's not that it's like, okay, what's the big picture plan, the long-term goal for our family? What are we seeing top level? And then it filters down into like the day-to-day. And then that's when we can easily talk about the coffee or the target runs or the whatever, (laughs) right? Um, The working, because we have, we've aligned on, on the big thing, right? Which I think is probably easier to start that conversation there, I would guess, with a lot of people then starting with the nitty gritty of like, for but sure. Target is great. And there's that dollar bin or whatever, right? Those kinds of yes. things. Yes. Uh, so true. So, so true. Yeah. And, and, and it really is. It, it takes time, right? And for people, right. we feel so busy and mm-hmm. you just got to say, okay, do you want to stay on the crazy train? Uh, or, or do you want to just take, take a pause, take a little, a strategic retreat, if you will, as a couple and say, let's, let's get united on the big stuff so that those big rocks right. can allow the smaller things to fit around them. Sure. And and just to give people hope too, I mean, we, we've been married for 29 years, 29 and a half years, and we actually do fight a lot less about money <laughs> today. As a matter of fact, I would say we really hardly fight at all, you know, whereas in our first five, 10 years of marriage, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, like there was, was always issue. something, a, a disagreement, a, you know, a, criticism either way or stress, or, I mean, there's lots of things that we could go into about why people fight about those things and Mm -hmm. how it attaches to our own self-worth sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but as you grow in your relationship, Mm -hmm. it is possible to come to peace (laughs) with that area of your marriage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious if you can kind of walk our listeners through, like, what are those big rocks you said that have to be put in place before you can fill the rest in? Like, what are some of the things they need to really be thinking high level about? Right. Mm. Right. So, so the first thing is that, uh, there's a big distinction that we make and we go through, we talk about this in, we have a course, it's called the family board meeting, but we also have tons of podcasts and Mm -hmm. and free uh, resources on the family board meeting. Uh, but the first thing is kind of just a distinction. And again, I think your listeners are already here, but just to define it, um, we see families that live for purpose and families that live for pleasure. And and by that, it means that we're making a decision to say, I, I'm not going to be driven by the urgency of the moment. Right. I'm not going to be driven uh, to, to engage in my emotions or my relationships or just everything as it is today. I'm going to live for something greater. Right. right. And so that's just an orientation. And we go into deeper on that, but it's important right. to get that so that we can then define from that purpose, what is our why? What is our why as a family? And the why is made up of your mission, your vision, and the values of your family. And uh, the mission of the Catholic family is defined by the church. It's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. awesome, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a mission oriented towards love. And that mission is really lived out in your family culture. Right. Um, and th- we have five areas of the family culture that we kind of walk through. Mm-hmm. But then every family has a unique set uh, of values, things that that really matter, that are unique to us. Mm-hmm. And then there is uh, a vision, meaning- um, What do you want your family to look like? What do you like? want your family to look like? What are, you, what are you looking for? The mark on your children. So when you decide those those big things, and again, the mission, I think would be best reflected in the cult, five elements of the family culture, which maybe you can um, kind of just talk a little bit about. But um, but when you get that why, those are some of the big topics. Sure. And, then, and then from that, you really should develop a plan, right? Mm-hmm. So if you say, hey, um, you know, this is who we are as a family, um, and this is where we want to go, well, what's the plan to live that out in the, in this year? What's the mm-hmm. one step forward this year that's going to help us be more effective? Um, and one, one thing too, that's very, so those big things that you're talking about, 
I would say one of the big things is values mm. of what, what are the three, like kind of narrow those down to three things. What mm. are like three things that we would say define our family that make us different from other Catholic families? So mm. people will say, oh, our values, we, you know, we value our faith. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's every, every that's Catholic a baseline family of should good do that, you know? people. So that's not something that makes you unique. What is it that makes you unique? And so like I was saying before about like the um, the trip versus the fence, right? <laughs> so if you as a couple have said, okay, we really, one of our values is we you value travel. We, we have decided, we've had that conversation. We look at how we live our life, the decisions we've made. We value travel. Mm -hmm. And so when that moment comes of, okay, do we want to put our money here or here? Mm -hmm. You have that value that you've already defined. And mm -hmm. you're like, you know what? This is an easier decision. Not to say sometimes you're not going to choose the fence, you know, but that makes it, it clarifies mm -hmm. why you would choose that. Mm -hmm. Whereas if someone says, you know what? We really value homesteading. We right. really value our property. So mm -hmm. therefore, and you know, travel, it's like, that's not even something that's on our radar, you know? Yeah. So if a trip comes up and like your whole family, maybe you have in-laws or friends who are doing a trip and you're like, you know what? This is an easy decision for us because we can only use our money one way. We're going to use it to put the fence up mm -hmm. because that's part of our vision, how we're going to be living out our values for our family. So mm -hmm. when you come up with those values, whether it's hospitality, artistic expression, reading, you know, whatever it is, there's so many athleticism, like there's so many different values that families can have. And so when you start and you can define those, Mm -hmm. And you discover them, not create them. You discover them, what you already value in your relationship, which then spills over into your family. Mm -hmm. Having those conversations, it brings clarity. And like Mike was saying before about the vision, if you've decided our 10-year vision for our family is that like one of our visions for our family is that we're, we're going to have a homestead. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to, you know, make uh, a farm. have a lake house or we're going to yeah, have yes, whatever. Exactly, or we're going to have kids who, when they're 20 years old, are going to be missionary disciples. And we've right. defined what that looks like, right? right? But if you, if, for example, you say we're going to have a homestead 10 years from now, but right now you're living in a little suburban, you know, quarter acre. Yeah. Well, that makes it very easy to have financial conversations about how are we going to be saving? What Remember, we have this vision that we've already decided upon that we're gonna be working towards. So that's what we mean by like those big things. So you know, this is what we want our family to look like 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. And then, and that can change, you know, right. because sometimes as things happen, you know, your vision for your family kind of changes. But if you know where you're going, then those smaller decisions are so, so much easier and mm -hmm. so much clearer, but so often, Couples never have that conversation. Mm. They don't know, the, or they're making assumptions, you know? That's right. But it's That's good exactly to right. define it because then that helps you focus in on those financial conversations. I think this is so great. This idea of like coming up with that vision and like really knowing your family values. Because I think like you were saying, it makes the smaller decisions easy, but I bet even yes. the bigger ones easy. Like I'm thinking of yes, my own sure. parents, like education, like educating us, giving us a Catholic education in a private school was a really big deal for them. And mm -hmm. so they out of our like beautiful kind of country house to be closer to the schools they wanted to send us to. And they made nice. that decision. And for 20 years, they lived in a house they hated because the vision for their family was to give us an education that couldn't be gotten where we lived before. Right. And so like, I'm sure that perfect was a example, easy decision, but 
but they could make it because they had an idea of the vision and the values that they wanted. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's that what, that's what exactly matters. Exactly. Right. That, that's, that's, ex- that's a perfect example. As a matter of fact, I'm like, I want to remember that, write it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, that is such a great example because there's people we know, great Catholic families sure. who send all their kids to public school yeah, because it, it's just, it's just not their value. Right. Like that's just, and that's not a, it's not an objectively right or wrong thing. And right. I think that that's what we have to recognize in the beginning of your marriage, as you're figuring out these things to have that openness to your spouse and saying, who are we as a couple? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what can we come to agreement on? What makes us unique? Right. And that really, it brings so, so much unity. Um, so when those decisions come, then they're more easily made. Sure. Yeah. I think this vision too helps give the family so much freedom. Like there are so many different ways to a great family and to to raise amazing children and have this great marriage. There's not just one Catholic way you have to do this. Yes, 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 yes. So really having that freedom and looking at those values and those, you know, to to decide what what is our family going to look like? Like what is our Catholic Mm -hmm. family going to be? And it doesn't have to be like that Catholic family there, this Christian family here. Yes. Right. And you know, just even you saying that, it's just like it, just saying it just brings such a smile to my face for couples to be free. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you just said right. for them to be free, to realize we don't have to be like everybody else. And that is okay mm-hmm. because we tend to compare so right. often, especially in this world of social media and everything is like, Oh, we have to homeschool, have 10 kids and have chickens and goats. No, you don't, yeah. no, you don't. <laughs> but be free and be confident in who God made you, which is so beautiful and unique. Right. Yeah. And, and, there, and and the beauty of being Catholic is that there are um, clear guardrails on a number of areas, things that are universal to every family, right. stamped in the very DNA, if you will, of the family. But then there's so much within that that is just unique. And we need to recognize God wants us to. Our, our kids need it to be who we are, to lean fully into who we are called to be and what that means, you know, kind of in our unique scenario, right, as a family. And then that helps us, again, go back to taking the big idea and making it very practical, making it, how does that affect my budget? How does that affect the bottom line? And then those conversations that have conflict, well, they'll still be there, but there will be so much less and there'll be so much more greater focus. And the more you can drive to that intentionality, aligning your bigger mission, vision, and values with the day-to-day budget, and even how you spend your time, you're going to have more greater peace and purpose in your household. Yeah. This is making me think we're going to veer a little bit, but how do you now, like you guys have your, your value, your, your mission for your family, but now you have adult children who are, who are making those decisions for them. How do you navigate when they haven't made the same, when they haven't prioritized the same values? Yeah. So we shut up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, that, that was, that was one lesson, one advice that we've been given and we appreciate that. Again and again, just smile. every yeah. older person that I asked when my children were getting married, mm-hmm. I'm not even exaggerating. Almost every older person I asked, what do I do? What is the, what is the secret to being a good mother-in-law, father-in-law? You know, what's the secret? They would always say, Keep your mouth shut (laughs) because it, you, my time, when I have adult children, my time for formation has ended. Mm -hmm. It it really has because they are, if, when they are an adult, after I have helped, they're not financially dependent upon me any longer. They have launched into their own lives. I am there. I hope 
that I could be in a position of being a trusted confidant and advisor. And if they want my advice, they know where I am, right? They can ask for it. But I realized like when we were first married, Mm -hmm. I didn't always take my parents' advice, you know? Like my parents were actually great. They didn't really offer a lot of advice unless I asked for it, which was a very good example. But but I think that it's really wise to Mm -hmm. just allow people to make their own mistakes. We made mistakes. I'm sure my children will make mistakes. I'm sure my parents made mistakes. Everybody does. That's how you learn. Mm -hmm. Like that's how you learn. And it's very, very important to remember that and give your children that freedom to do that without judgment because yeah. that they don't need your judgment as an adult. I'm, I'm older and wiser. Why aren't you listening to me? They don't need that. They, they need your love and acceptance and they want your advice. They'll ask for it <laughs> or yeah. they'll ask for somebody else's. <laughs> and and, and we, we talked about family culture a little bit. That, that's the way that I feel like we still influence our older children is by the family culture we have. And it looks different today when they're not living under our roof. We have five who are still at home and five who have you know, often on their own. Right. Right. And one, they're amazing. And, but, but because we had a family culture and again, uh, with varying degrees of consistency, but I think we've been trying to be intentional for many, many years now, they want to hang out with us. They want to travel home for different occasions. And we love to party together. We love to celebrate Mm -hmm. together. We love to have special occasions, whether it be birthdays or, or the celebration of the sacraments that they'll, they'll come back for. And then we've created like family um, culture at times because all, all of those are ways that they stay a part of our life, but then we look at them and they're making different financial decisions than we would. And that, than we did. And, but they're awesome. And there, and and the more that we can be in that place where we are trusting them, mm-hmm. it's a big deal, and they they need that, and they do come for us for advice, uh, but it's 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 limited, and we try to make sure we're not telling them what to do. Sure, and that, that's that's hard, you know, because yeah. it, it, as a parent, it's like, well, we've been down that road, and that door, you shouldn't go. You know, right, no, right. no, yeah, <laughs> more like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Yeah. You know, something to consider, or this was our experience, you yeah. know, like saying in those couching things in those terms. And right. it, it is hard. I do. I have to say, I have a lot of sympathy for those parents who find it hard to keep their mouth closed <laughs> because it is very hard to watch your children suffer. Like right. it's always hard, right. whether they're a baby, you know, with an ear infection crying, or they're a teenager who's suffered a breakup or they're an adult who's going on hard financial times. It's, yeah. it's always hard. Right. It's always hard to watch that. But, you know, we just need to know that God is going to be faithful to them and that we're there to love them and to support them and pray for them. I like that. I think, too, that kind of harkens back to your earlier point of like the vision for your family. Like, I'm sure the vision for your family when you had 10 little ones was kind of a little different than the vision you have now with five grown and five still at home. And, you know, like in that that vision also that you have as a couple isn't stuck in place and never moving and never changing, right? Like oh, it's morphed totally and it's evolve over yes. the times, you know, as as your family evolves. That's yes. so true. So true. Yeah. And and it just seeing those changes again, that's why we like that the family board meeting is is that beautiful time where we can take every year and say, okay, where are we at mm-hmm. with our kids, with their schooling? Those are those are big uh, kind mm-hmm. of decisions is as schooling and what are we paying for? What can we afford? How how does this, you know, we we built the house or you know all of those things all those big value decisions all these big vision things they all take money yeah. and you can't do it all and so the more right. that you can have those conversations the better it will look 
long-term because there are things we can do with our five youngest that we couldn't do uh, right. when we had, you know, the other guys at home. And right. so <laughs> things change and that's just the way it is. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, okay. One more question before I let you guys go. I'm curious for those who are listening are like, oh no, but my wife handles the finances and I don't look at it or my husband handles it. And I don't like, I'm not a math person. Yes. What advice would you give them or what would you say to them to want to be involved in this process, even if like math is not their thing or money is not their thing? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so one, it's it's quite all right if one person is uh, doing the more- The bookkeeper. The bookkeeper, right? <laughs> um, but it isn't right if there's one person controlling or making decisions on the money mm-hmm. um, because this isn't a solopreneur. This isn't a, uh, you know- <laughs> A, a, there, there is no uh, president and vice president. You know, right. we we are complementary equals in this family venture, and we need to uh, both. Again, if you use that idea, you can modify it and do your own thing. But as long as you guys, as a board, decide on the big stuff together, you decide on how our money is going to be oriented. Then having somebody be the bookkeeper is no big deal. Right. Right. But there is a major problem when you say I'm walking away from that money because that, that is going to be um, a, a, a breeding ground Mm. for division and Mm -hmm. arguments and resentment and frustration. And even uh, again, recognizing that some uh, are, some of us, as spouses are more confident, some are less confident. Mm-hmm. Some are, are take time to process. Some right. are ready to throw out an idea just shooting from the hip and have mm-hmm. you know no real depth of thought, right? Mm-hmm. We need to recognize that everybody, uh, every spouse is different and that we need to hear each other because we don't want to simply compromise. We don't want to simply right. uh, give in to each other or yield power to another. We want to create something we couldn't do on our own. Right. That's what marriage is all about. And really that what Mike just said is something that you can't do on your own. That takes the participation of both spouses. Yes. And mm-hmm. so that kind of, again, going back to that whole idea of values when the time comes. Okay. So like the day to day, sure. Like maybe mom has her food budget, you know, and dad, you know, there's an account that she uses and, you know, dad throws money in there every month, you know, for her to use or whatever. And that's, and she's like, yeah, that's, that's great. I don't need to do the taxes or whatever. But when the time comes for some major purchases or buying a car or, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, like the trip for the fence or, you know, whatever. I, and we're really, that's not a situation we're dealing with. You'd think that I just thought of that. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, but, um, but some of those larger purchases those should never be done on their own. Something that's outside of the monthly budget, like mm-hmm. for for one spouse to say, oh, I, yeah, I spent a couple thousand dollars on this because I'm in charge of the finances. Mm-hmm. And even if the other spouse is okay with it, yeah. for the unity of the couple, that's not okay. Like mm-hmm. that, that's really not okay. It really should be, even if it is simply a, hey, I just want to explain to you, I'm going to buy a pool for our backyard and this is this is why this is why I thought. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. You know, and even if the other spouse is like, yeah, sounds great, go for it. You know, even if it's as simple as that, mm-hmm. it shows that unity between right. spouses, and that this does not mine. This is ours. This is ours, and this is something to decide on together. Like we have a um for like our retirement plan. Like every time, like we'll talk about retirement and like invest in this or that or the other thing. I'm like. Blah, 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 blah. I don't even care, you know? (laughs) But Mike will always say to me, no, I want you to be in on this meeting. I want you to just be sit there and just listen, you know? 
just so, so you can know just if you do have an opinion and there have been times when things have come up when I'm like, Oh, actually I do have an opinion about that, you know? (laughs) And I didn't think that I would, Mm -hmm. but, um, and, and I, you know, use that kind of like typical male, female, but it could be the other way as well. You know, like sometimes you have a woman who's the, you know, the finance person and the husband like doesn't care, whatever. But I still think it's very important that the recognition is there that you're in this together. Yeah, true, true, true. This is reminding me, I had this boss once whose husband went out and bought a boat without talking to her, like just went and she got so upset. She went and spent that amount of money and designer purses the next day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I always think of that. I know. I always think of that when, I, like, when we discuss finances, because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, talk about like the resentment and the like, yes. like that builds. Like, they blew like a hundred grand in a week because wow. one bought a boat and one went and bought designer purses to get back at him. Crazy uh, town. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, there you go. So I would argue that that wouldn't be helpful. Uh, <laughs> no. I, I think. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, this is wonderful. So tell our listeners where they can find you if this is the first time they're hearing you and a little bit yeah. more what you guys are up to these days. Be- before before I share that, um, I- I'd love to just make a little plug. We're going to be speaking at the Catholic Money Summit. It's right. in June and we'll include links below uh, or, or maybe we'll send them to you if you can Absolutely. include them in your show notes. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm used to my podcast. And- <laughs> yeah, but we will. We'll yeah. put them in the show notes. They'll be below. But That's it's good. in the middle of June and it's a free access um, summit that you can go if you want to see everything lots live. Lots of great speakers. Yeah, lots of great speakers. I'm talking about family culture and things like that, but also about finances and even like wounds in regard to finances from your past. How to get on the same page. How to get on the same page, but then also like your basic money management stuff. So yeah. it's a, exactly this topic mm-hmm. is what is covered at this Catholic Money Summit. And that's June 14th through 17th. So if you want to attend live for free, you can go and register in our link below here. Yeah. Or if you are like, oh, I'm not available, then you can get a like buy like an access pass oh, where mm-hmm. you can watch everything afterwards at because I'm sure there's lots and lots of great speakers, too many to probably watch all at one time. <laughs> but and, you can check that out. And so, uh, but we we have a uh, podcast for the Messy Family Podcast available on all the uh, platforms where you find podcasts um, or visit us online at messyfamilyproject.org. Yep. We have information on, on the family board meeting that we talked a little bit about uh, mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, or th- th- this program, as well as things like our, our virtual date nights that we do and other resources on technology and, and those sorts. Yeah, we have a, we're a nonprofit. And so everything that's on our website, almost everything is free. You can listen to the family board meeting um, podcast and there's a free download also giving the outlines of the family board meeting that people can work through and use as worksheets to have those conversations that are maybe a little bit more difficult to have. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you both so much for your time. This was a wonderful conversation and hopefully very helpful for our listeners. Yes. Thanks I hope so much so for too. having us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ferris Love Podcast. If you enjoyed it, there's a couple of quick things you can do to support us. Share this episode with a friend, subscribe to the podcast or leave a review. And of course, you can always visit us at ferrisloveshrine.org. <laughs>